What's up? This is Zach Osborne. You're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Hey, this is Dean Wilson, and you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Welcome to the Moto X Pod Show, starring Darkseid, his co-host Scotty, sometimes TJ. Welcome back to another episode of the Moto X Pod Show. We're back this week, episode 240. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Cherubies USA. For decades, Cherubies USA has been the leader in moto plastic and accessories. With products that fit perfect, look great, and last, Cherubies has what you need. They are proud sponsors of Factory, KTM, Kawasaki, and many more. With its full plastic kits. If you guys are watching, I got my uh, Blue Crew front fender sitting here on the table. Full, fa- full plastic kits, individual pieces, hand guards. There's actually a box of hand guards sitting right there in front of Scotty. Chain guides, I got one of those. Sliders. Um, chain blocks. I love the chain blocks and sliders. Mine's back ordered. But anything else you need they, that Cherubies USA offers, hit them up at CherubiesUSA.com and support our title sponsor. Always let them know you're listening to the Moto X Pod Show. Also, Race Tech is on board. Race Tech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company, and all Race Tech products include award winning gold valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the USA. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. So visit Racetech.com today for more info and use that promo code MOTOXPOD to save. Suspension's on its way back any day now. Clay hit me up yesterday, said he got it back, put them together with my gold valves. Man, I'm going to have a sweet YZ250 that just has weight. I don't have enough capabilities to ride it to its full potential. We'll give it a shot, Scotty. You're going to run out of talent real quick? Probably so, probably so. Fly Racing also on board. They just released their brand new LE Kinetic Mesh gear. Max Ancy was wearing it. He'll be on tonight. That stuff looked good. I wish I had ordered a set. I think it's almost gone already. But uh, hit your local dealership up. Probably there. Distributed through WPS. That's the best way to find it. It looks so sick. Very, very noticeable. Oh, I loved it. I liked it. I like that's That's really out of the box for Fly. That bright. Mm-hmm. They went kind of out of the box yeah. for what they've done normally or recently. And I dug it. I wanted some. Didn't jump on it fast enough. There might be some left that I could get my hands on, but uh, I've got like three sets of gear that I, well, I'm about to start wearing some more gear. I actually probably should order some. I always say I have so many sets of gear and I don't ride that much, but that's yeah. about to change. Yeah. So Fly Racing on board. They've been developing and innovating this gear line since 1998. You can ask all the current riders, such as Zach Osborne, RJ Hampshire, David Bradshaw, Justin Brayton, Carson Mumford, Jalik Swole, Styles Robertson, Max Ancy coming on, and many more. Again, go to your local dealership. Distribute through WPS. Buy all the fly racing products you can get your hands on, including the Formula Helmet. X-Brand Goggles also on board with us. Kyle Chisholm will be coming out to Millville this weekend. First race of the year. He'll have his X-Brand on, and he will chiz on the entire field. Chiz is going to chiz? I expect the top seven. Seven? Yeah, top seven. Definitely top 11. 
Is that like? But I'm gonna go seven. I just, I, I, it's actually probably unrealistic. I'm just, uh, Chiz is, is my guy. Is Millville like his best track? Not necessarily. No, no. I'm just hyping up Chiz because he's my guy. Yeah, Team Chiz. I would never bet against him. No, That's Team Chiz. Sure. Team Chiz for life. Got another baby on the way. He needs to get some. He needs to make he some, some money, money. So he needs to. Yeah, he needs to get some. Uh, you know, the Pokemex Privateer Challenge. The he made Buku, some cash off the, that yeah, thing, the, but uh, yeah, he needs. He might need a few extra bucks. So. You know, the Bukus of outdoor money that's out <laughs> right, there. Right, right. Works Connection is also on board with the Moto X Pod Show. Since the inception of Works Connection in 1989, Eric Phipps' goal has been to produce works-like products for the general public. So visit WorksConnection.com so you too can have what the pros use, and that promo code is Moto X Pod 20. Also on board, Torque One Racing, R Jerky, ERJerky.com, promo code MotoXPod21 for the best snacks around. Burmlords Graphics and Jersey ID. They, they do a good job for my graphics. I think mm-hmm. I might be picking those up Thursday for the Blue Crew and my new jersey I talked about last week. Stuff looks good. Hit them up or just hit me up, uh, MotoXPodShow at gmail.com. We'll get you in touch with those guys if you want your jerseys lettered or some graphics for your bike. Shock Socks, Williams Moto Works, Extreme Colors Helmet Painting, Blood Lubricants. Promo code MOTOX for the best oil on the market. The Barracuda Bloodline is out with multiple weights, better protection, better performance, and it lasts longer. Power Band Racing, True Fusion Sports, and Grill Your Ass Off. Code MOTOXPOD if you want some seasoning. What camera you got on me? Is mine on? Now it is. So this is the queso that Steve's been talking about. I got a couple bottles of it, a couple jars of it. Can you not see it? No, just go a little bit closer so they can read uh, it. This is the uh, Pulp Mex Queso Blanco by Grill Your Ass Off. I want to give us one jar of this away tonight. So if you're listening in post, I am sorry. We're going to get it to a YouTube winner or a YouTube viewer. And I have a trivia question here. Max Ansi will be on later this evening, actually in probably about 20 minutes. I want you guys to email me or no YouTube, right? That's what I said. So YouTube tonight. So Scott, you got to pay attention. All right. What was Max Ansi's last MXGP? Where was it? What was his finish? That's a good one. So, just make a mark or whatever of the whoever guesses yeah. or gives us guesses. Put them down. If there's multiple that get it right at the end of the show, we'll pick a winner somehow. Okay. So try to keep an eye on it best you can. You need a pen? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sorry about that. So anyway, grill your ass off. The queso, I had some this weekend. I made some nachos, soaked them in the uh, queso. Ooh. I love it. It's really, really good. And you need a pen. Hang tight. Sorry, guys. And post. <laughs> Getting things to go in here. But tonight on episode 240, Max Ansi, as I said, Jason Rango Montoya. He wrenched for Malcolm Stewart for years from his amateur days. Now he's the wrench for Jason Anderson over at Factory Kawasaki. Just met him for the first time really at Lakewood. He's coming on tonight. Should be a pretty interesting talk to somebody. I like talking to these mechanics. They, they always have good stuff. Yeah, seeing how they got started. He's a really cool dude. Just a little bit. I, I talked to him earlier this evening because he wanted to kind of touch base ahead of mm-hmm. time. He said he's he said he's never done a podcast, but I reminded him he did do something with Swap Mode Live. He's like, oh, yeah, my girlfriend was telling me that. So he <laughs> forgot. So Jason should be really good. And then Privateer Dylan Kirchner. Hope I said that right. Yeah. Uh, Skippy reached out to me from the Houston area. I said, hey, man, my boy. This was actually last weekend. Dylan Got all the way to Southwick, but I guess he didn't get his pre-entry in, and there was too many people. So he drove all the way up to Southwick. You couldn't even qualify? Couldn't really get in. They were trying to get some help, see if I knew, could get him you know, some connections. I reached out. Didn't really work out. But uh, I think he's planning on being at Millville this weekend. I know he is. He just told me he was on his way there now. So we're going to talk to Dylan and get his story. I know zero about the guy. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a sidetrack, but um, I saw, I saw that uh, – 
Paper. Oh. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I saw that that Doc was in the qualifying times, but he wasn't in the consolation race. Okay. So I don't know what happened to him. I did not ask. I never, I'm a really terrible friend. I did not ask how the weekend went. So I don't have an answer for you. Um, I would say we'd call TJ, but it always sounds like crap because he's out there in West Texas on a rig and it just doesn't sound good. So, I mean, if he's listening and says he's inside and has like good signal, maybe I'll call him. But yeah, I, I should have checked in on that. Southwick. What do you take away from Southwick? Uh, Tomax the man? Nah, no way. He's not. <laughs> he's not the man. I disagree. You disagree? Yeah, I disagree. I think... Uh, I'm just trying to be difficult tonight. Um, Chiz is the man. I think the I think the big... You know, it's kind of... It's obviously been talked about. I think the big thing is that Chase Sexton to, to limit the bleeding to six points, I think was impressive. Mm-hmm. I don't think there was any stopping Eli that day. Um, Southwick is one of those races where... It's cool to watch. It's different, but it's it's definitely not my favorite to watch. Really? Yeah, I, okay. it's, it's, I mean, it's not my favorite, but it's up there. I love it. I like it's just so different. The history is cool. Watching I get them that. launch off the like that. They the, are hauling line jumps. And yeah, just they the rollers and they they are definitely hauling. That's for sure. I dig it. I really dig it. I I think it's in my top four or five tracks. I like to watch. I've never been. Um. This weekend is Millville. That's my favorite. That yeah, I, that's you know, my favorite. I haven't been to all of them. I've only been to Redbud for MXDN, but there and Washougal. Those are my those are my favorites to watch. Yeah, I I, I don't like watching Washougal because it's so. I don't like the um, the shadows. Oh yeah, imagine yeah. riding through them. No, I, that's <laughs> why I'm, I'm just like I'm think that's terrible. It looks terrible. Like I wouldn't want to be on a bike. I don't like watching it. I'm just like, oh, they're gonna die at some point. <laughs> Somebody's gonna jump out of the trees and just like clobber them. I don't know. I mean, it's, it, it is a cool track. I just don't like the shadows at Washougal. Um, I did. I did have a. I did think of a question for you earlier. Okay, just a random question. No, it's about the racing and everything. Oh, yeah. okay. I, um, I was like, yeah. I thought of a question. How old are so, you? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Woo. Uh, <laughs> um, Speaking of, what's tomorrow, that? Tomorrow's my birthday. Oh, yeah. well, how old are you? Sixty three. Dick. <laughs> 27. 27? Yep, 27. For the 27th time? I don't actually, I actually don't celebrate. I quit celebrating after 40, so. I mean, it's just kind of an acknowledgement at that point. I'm old and I don't care, and yeah. Anyway, yeah. But, All right, anyways, okay, so. Sorry, yeah, I interrupted happy early, happy early, to, Happy yeah. early birthday. No, it sucks. Um, can Sexton win this championship without something happening to Tomac, like like a even wreck, a bad moto, a wreck like a, a bad moto, a bike thing. Yeah, I think he can. I think it's probably unlikely. Let's say bad motos outside the top ten. Like when you say it without something happening, I mean like Eli has gotten a lot of bad starts. He's done better this year. Yeah, but he could easily have a bad start and just have one of those races where he just doesn't make up any time. I'm so let's I, say he gets an eighth. Let's at, say let's constitute. Let's, let's say let's say bad race is outside the top ten. I don't see him outside the top 10 personally. Even with like some crazy like crash or something. Well, where... I thought you just said without a crash. No, no, no. I, no, I said, can I... can he, can Sexton win without Tomac having something like that? Oh, happening? okay. <sighs> yes, but like, unlike, again, unlikely. Unlikely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Chase could rip off a couple wins. Like he could say he gets, let's say he goes 1 1 this weekend and, and Eli goes 3 3. I don't even, because right now Chase is in the lead, right? Yeah, he's got the points lead. 
Yeah, so, one, one point. So, yes, I'm going to say absolutely. He could rip off a couple wins. Eli could have a, a fifth or sixth somewhere. Yeah. You know, it's not impossible. So, yeah, absolutely he can. It's not, by any means, it's not out, out of the question. I'm still going with a chase for the championship right now. Just Chase? Again, but yeah, because I, I, I am being, like last year I picked, or I picked Dylan at Supercross, right? It's just I want something different. Yeah. Like, I like Eli. He's a badass, but I want something different. So, yeah, I'm just kind of wishful thinking on my picks, so I'm going with Chase right now. Yeah. I think, like like I was saying, I think that. It's probably unrealistic, but who, who cares? I, I mean, I mean, he's. He's is what was the biggest his points lead was twenty points if that I'd have to look yeah uh, I mean it's it, Tomac has definitely been on a tear I mean anytime somebody goes what was it five motos in a row mm-hmm. I mean that's and he's got I think Sexton's gotten second in almost every single one of those so I mean he's 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 hanging in there I I that's just kind of the way I, I looked at it can can he that's the question to me is can he do it without something happening can he go straight up. And just battle with so much for the next six more rounds. He's better. The chase could be better than Eli. So yeah. I think there's some tracks coming up where he's had some really good history. Millville is one of those where I think it could go either way. I like to see Jason get a win. Like Jason needs to get Jason needs to quit having crashes on the first start lap and That's be kind up of, there. I'm so I'm so sick of seeing him come from the back to like seventh or eighth. Or I fifth. know it's crazy. That's kind of kind of one of my questions for Jason from Montoya. From Rango. Montoya, Rango. 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 Yeah, so definitely I think Chase can win. I don't fully feel like Eli has to have a terrible like a DNF or anything, but it would help. Yeah. <laughs> it would certainly help. Eli's going to be tough to beat, but Chase, like I say, he keeps getting those seconds. The problem is like he's being really patient, which I think is good for some of his history where he's had these goofy crashes like yeah. Lakewood or um, Minneapolis Supercross. He's been sort of patient. He's not just trying to slam it in there when he's passing Kenny or whoever. But at the same time, at that point, Eli's getting away. You know, he's got to get up there quicker, get better starts, and he has to be up there from the beginning to be all over Eli or in front of Eli from the first, from the gate drop. Yeah. I think that's going to be really key. He has to get his starts back, and I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, Which, it's just it's just tough, man. Yeah, it, uh, I know uh, DB was inter- supposed to interview him about an hour ago, so I'm, I'll be curious to call Daniel after the show and see w- if the, the interview happened. He was having he was having some technical difficulties as well. Yeah, it always makes me feel good when these it's, other guys. Do, I mean, but, it's not it's. But I want I want to see if Chase lightning what Chase in a bottle. Said. Yeah, it can be. Um, hey, I want to switch gears for a second. Okay. I don't know if the cameras can see the the big boy cup back here. Can you sh- guys see that cup? Not really. Not really. Exactly. So one of our listeners. Dude, that thing's sweet. Yeah, I as a kid, I used to go to Bob's Big Boys in California all the time. Yeah, and there was I've one heard about them, but I've never but gone. But they're big boy restaurants. I think, they, I think different franchises have different names, like Brian's Big Boy or whatever. I don't know. But this guy, John, I believe I saw, he either sent me a picture on Instagram or I saw his Instagram and I saw these sitting there. I was like, dude, I want one. Like, you know, Big Boy. Yeah. And he said, well, I'll hook you up. So he sent me two. He sent me a blue one, blue crew. Okay. And there's a red one behind you out of those helmets for, for Honda. So he sent me a red and a blue one. I, I had asked for a red one. There. So he hooked me up. So I want to tell John thank you. And he's from uh, Kentucky area, if I'm not mistaken. And apparently in that area, there is a big thing. It's Skyline Chili. Skyline. I've, I've heard about okay, that. I don't think I have. A lot of my friends are like, dude, I've heard of that. And then people I posted on Instagram, people were like, yeah, it's awesome. 
up in that area. That's a big, right. It's a big deal. It's kind of like Whataburger here, in and out yeah. on the West Coast. Yeah. Skyline seems to be a big thing. So he sent me two cans of the Skyline chili. You tried it yet? I did. Their big recipe, when you because it's a restaurant too. Right. So is spaghetti with chili on it. Throw some sharp cheddar. Mm-hmm. You can throw some onions, which I'm not really a big onion guy, so I skipped that I love part. Onions. But they did say I should. They told me I should. Chili without onions, that doesn't make any sense to me. I don't me. like onions. I don't like... I don't like the texture. I don't like the crunch. Yeah. If it's really, really, really fine, I or, can kind of do it. Or but, cooked. But I didn't want to deal with doing all that. So I did not use the onions. It was good. As far as canned chili goes, it was probably the best chili I've ever had. Better than Wolf? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> now, I have had some homemade chili that's not like canned yeah, chili. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a different, totally different type totally of chili. Totally different ballgame. And I have to say it's way better than Skyline. But I really liked it. I ate it a couple nights in a row. Yeah. I did, I hope this isn't like um, sacrilegious a little bit. I, I cut up some smoked sausage mm-hmm. and threw that in there with it. Yeah. And that was really good on top I, of uh, it. I love chili dogs, man. I've been on a yeah, chili dog Yeah, but I did it cake. with the spaghetti. So it's spaghetti, oh. sausage, Just don't tell any Italians and you'll be okay. I am Italian, so is it okay? Are I mean, you technically, Italian? I mean, it, my heritage, yeah. My last name is Guida. My dad was born in Sicily. Yes, yeah. So, oh, they, okay. Well, I, I mean, guess I, you can do I that I wouldn't then. say that I really know much about my history, but I mean, I think if Worst, if worst came to worst, I could be like, well, I'm Italian. Yeah. Right? I mean, oh, there I, you go. Factually, I am. So it was good, though. So, John, thank you. I appreciate our listeners that hook us up. I also, go, uh, not Goose, uh, Moose, our buddy in Australia, mm-hmm. who sends stuff all the time. I think he, he sent us Vegemite. Yeah. Thanks a lot. He sent oh. us the Tim Tams. Tim Tams are good. He sent a bunch of posters. He had a stack of these Jeremy McGrath, Steve Lampson posters from... Man, I forget what year now. Let me look. Dude, that, 1999 Mazda Chaparral Yamaha. They're the 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 posters that you'd get at the races. Yeah. So we have a bunch that of That thing's these. in good shape. They're they're I just showed them on the YouTube channel. Yeah, they're like brand new. I probably have three or four of them. Yeah. So if anybody wants one of these posters, they're not signed, they're just posters from that year. Bodoxpodshow at gmail.com. The first four people that want these, I'll send them out. So we get anybody on our uh, queso? Anybody guessing? Um, They've guessed, but a couple people haven't. They haven't gotten it completely right yet. Okay, so I based my results off Racer X Vault. It is very possible that's not fully accurate. Okay, just, I just gave away where you can find the answer, but well, I didn't even know Racer X would have that for the. It GP. was in the vault, man. Yeah, there's some GPs, some GPs on there. So <laughs> if I'm wrong, if there's like a different date. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Go to Racer X Vault, and then that that'd be where you get your answer. So that that's going to be the correct answer for this contest. There, uh, there wasn't a whole. Maybe after this first interview, we announce it again because there wasn't a whole lot of people on when you. Said I can do it, it again right now. Uh, we still got time. So again, I have some of the pulp mix queso from Grill Your Ass Off. I assume it's on camera right now. I want to give it away to one of our listeners on you, our viewers on YouTube. Max Ancy is going to be on in a little while. I asked what his last GP was, where it was, and what his result was. And again, I based that off the Racer X vault. So that's probably, you just got to do a little research to find out what shows first person to get. Well, I know we're going to take, if we get a bunch of right answers, we'll, we'll just do like we've, a drawing. We've had end. someone get the right, uh, just uh, write the, them down. Okay. Yeah, so the right, no, that someone's had the right location, but the wrong position. Unless I'm wrong, Unless right? you're wrong. Yeah. Talk about talk about the 250 class, and I will look up again. Um, what do you think about Joe coming from the, you know, Joe, Joe crushing it again? Yeah, you know, he's really 
turned on some speed that I don't think that at the beginning of the season you would say that he had. And uh, I, like I think it's impressive. Is what I'm seeing. Yeah. It's just, Jet, Jet's just, he's, he's it's, it's just hard to, it's hard to beat that, you know? Yeah, Jet's an anomaly. Funny thing, Lucas Myrtle, his agent, called me today. Yeah? Out of the blue. Your agent. Is, yeah, my unofficial agent. But we were, and we were talking about, he had a question, but then we got into Jet and Max and guys that hey, re- he represents. I gave him some trash for Chance Hymas backing out on me last this last week. Oh, interview. yeah. <laughs> but um, we talked about Jet, and he's like, you can't, you just, Lucas was like, you cannot compare any of these other 250 riders that are coming up that are around now. You can't compare them to what Jet's doing. It's an anomaly. It's not normal yeah. to be this young, basically rookie's first couple years and doing what he's doing. So you cannot use him as a bar. You just cannot. And yeah. I actually agreed. The way he – it was a long conversation. He broke some things down, like where a lot of these guys are going to be in just a couple years. Guys like Max, who are like right now kind of looks a little disappointing. Yeah. But in three years – Maybe not. Once he, he has one more year on his contract, the year after that, you think about all the guys that are the leaders right now in that class, they're going to be gone. Him, Joe Shimoda, like the, or him and Kitchen, those guys are going to be the, the guys. If you look at where those guys are finishing right now – Max is a guy like guys like that are going to be one, two, three, and that yeah. sh- should be in that you know theory. He says you got to look down the the road, and as he was breaking it down, I was like, okay, I see where you're coming. I see how they have a lot of development to do. Yeah, and yeah, so I, it was a really good conversation. But anyway, um, going back to you, you were saying with Joe. Oh yeah, he, no, that was impressive. And then uh, you know, yeah, what can, I have here is, is what I wrote down. Okay, so anyway, sorry. The uh, kitchen had a good had a good battle and like like you said like he can run that pace for a second but then yeah. you know just outlast it and well yeah yeah kitchen like i would like to talk to jet and i'm gonna ask him friday when i get to millville that if when you're out there and somebody like levi's catching you or joe or your brother and they're like oh we're on tv and the and then we just announcing and going oh man they're catching him you know making up you know a half second a lap they're right yeah. on him and all of a sudden jet's gone yeah but is jet going is he thinking about well i'm just cruising right now like i'm not i'm not pushing 100 i'm at 90 right and he knows they're catching him he goes okay i'll wick it up or is it like oh crap you know, I gotta go. I gotta. I, just, I gotta go to 105. I would probably have to say it's the former. I do too. I just wonder how much he's and, thinking about that. Like, if it's planned out ahead of time, if I get the lead, chill down. So, a lot of people when they talk about you know 125 guys, obviously the benchmark is Stewart, Poto, Carmichael, where but, they would just man. where they would just run off. And, Why are you and, laughing? <laughs> you know, I don't know what I'm talking Steve about. But man. Like, I think those are one twenty five legends. Why? Why are you laughing? Uh, okay, because you don't know who they are, do you? No, I know who Buddy Antonez is. I've, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, um, you know how old he is? <laughs> no, how old is he? I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. Love you, Bud Man, but I don't. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. How anyway, old he is. anyways, so when you when you uh, think of like Stewart would would go and like win I'm by so happy with that right now. Stewart <laughs> would go win like by like a minute and stuff. Yeah, yeah, and. So you, when you th- think Jet, you're like, oh, well, you know, sometimes these guys run with Jet, and sometimes they battle with him, and nobody battled with Carmichael and Stewart and, and, and Poto, but I think you can look at it that way, or you can also take in consideration that, like what you were just saying, he is realizing that he doesn't have to win by a minute. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. He, he can 
the fact that he's 19, 18, 19 years old and has the maturity to step it down and when he needs to pump it back up a little bit, he can. I think that says a lot about where he's at and and what and you know what he's doing and I I He's going to be tough for the I'm, next few years. I'm starting to get on board with that gener, generational yeah. thing a little bit. That and that's kind of where I'm going with this. Because uh, I, I felt like, okay, I'm a hunter guy, although I was not happy with how he reacted yeah, to I Styles was, this weekend. Didn't like that at all. I was going to ask you if you knew anything else. I mean, okay, so Styles told... forget who now, who I talked to. But Styles told somebody, he admitted, hey... I accidentally cross jumped him. Is that what it was? Yeah, cross yeah, jump? yeah. Okay. He he That's what I heard. caught a rut and cross jumped him, and he he had full intentions, according to what Styles said, to go apologize. And then Hunter went a little cre- crazy, yeah, and grabbed him, and he's like, "Yeah, f that." Now I know, you know, and he was in that point, and and I don't blame him. You know, yeah. I understand in the heat of the moment, you lose your temper. It happens. It didn't. I don't. I think Hunter went a little overboard personally. And then it continued. Styles went to confront him in the pits in the Honda pits. Yeah. And Hunter was cussing them out. I guess they're both cussing. And like, yeah, what I saw is went it. inside the truck. Like, dude, you got it. First of all, you kind of started it, Hunter. The aggressive shit. Yeah, that's a lot you of people were saying. Can't walk away, bro. That I, 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 and I'm gonna ask him probably about that Friday too. I am a huge Hunter fan. That is my guy. In the Me two, too. Like, I, 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 I well, love one of my guys. Him. You know, I love Moe's and I love Max. But I'm a big Hunter guy. I was disappointed and how in his reaction. Well, and then and then the the, the video I saw was that. You know, Styles was trying. He's like, "So you're not going to accept my apology?" And he's like, "No, because yeah, you're going to really keep." Understand what he's saying, he's, but that was under he the said, tent, right? Yeah, he said, "No, so you're not going to accept my apology." He's like, "No, because you're going to because you're not going to change." Is what Hunter yeah, said. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds like I don't. It, it's, it's, see, I don't know that Styles rides like that. Like I've never heard anything about yeah, Styles riding that way. It, so percentage pie, how much of that? Let's like you said, you're disappointed. Maybe we'll call it. An overreaction, I guess. Sure. Heat of the moment. Heat of the moment. Do you think that is because, do you think that percentage pie of how much of that is because he finally got the points lead and he kind of fell apart? Kind of squandered it. Oh, how, I'm sure he was already. Like, how much of that does that feel? Do you think he, if you think if he, 50%, you like, think if that battle, if that pass was for a second or third and he only lost a couple of points, that that, that, that confrontation would have been a, yeah, the same? Yeah, maybe so, but I think, I, I, I think he was mad at himself to begin with because uh, he, I think he fell a couple times and got some really bad starts again. Yeah. He was probably already very irritated, and then that just added on top of it. Yeah, if they're battling for second and third, he's still mad, but maybe not as mad at himself yeah. to begin with. That probably added some uh, yeah. extra fuel to the fire. So. Optically, the grabbing of the helmet and then when Styles comes back and then pulling off, yeah. it's not the best it's visual. To not be, a good look. I didn't no. like it. Was Yeah, highly disappointed. Uh, okay, we got about four minutes. Let's take a commercial break, and we'll be back with Mac Am- Max Anstey. What's up, guys? This is the Seven Juice Trade out of Anticam. I'm here to tell you about Aturbis USA. For decades, Aturbis has been the leader in motorcycle plastic and accessories like full plastic kits, frame guards, chain sliders, hand guards. In 2020, they are the proud sponsors of Red Bull Factory KTM, Factory Kawasaki, TLD KTM, and Rocky Mountain KTM, as well as many top privateers such as myself. All you got to do is go to AturbeeUSA.com or call 1-800-659-1440 and y'all better tell them Motorized Pajo sent you. Hey, Dad. Great race. 
Not sure how you could even see. Thanks, bud. Track conditions were pretty brutal. But thanks to my X-Brand goggles, I had hashtag clear vision all the way. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the goggle choice of many of the top privateers, such as Ben LeMay, John Short, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm, as well as 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion Gary Sutherland. Hey guys, this is Gary Sutherland, 2017 Works and Hare and Hound champion, and I trust X-Brand. My name is Ben LeMay, and I choose X-Brand Goggles. Hi, I'm Andy Kiefer, and whenever I want to be best dressed, I wear X-Brand Goggles. Hey guys, this is Kyle Chisholm. And for almost a decade in my professional racing career, I've chosen X-Brand as my goggles. Now, X-Brand Goggles is joining the Moto X Pod Show for 2020 with their EKS, S, and Flat Out Series goggles. Go to EKSBrand.com or email DarksideMX3 at AOL.com for pricing. What's up, guys? This is Alex motherfucking Ray. And if you don't use X-Brand, then if you're looking for top quality hard parts you need to visit torque one racing torque one racing has a passion for the racing industry and are a proud supporter of the moto x pod show find the flow with torque one racing handlebars levers shifters brake pedals and grips torque one racing is the title sponsor of the moto x pod show so support those who support us visit torqueoneracing.com and order your defy lock on grips today all right, our first guest of the night is brought to you by Fly Racing. As I mentioned earlier, Fly Racing just debuted their brand new 2022 and a half Kinetic Mesh LE gear. This guy on the phone was wearing it. The stuff looks amazing. Visit your local dealership and ask for Fly Racing, distributed by WPS. Next up, we got Max Ansi. What's going on, dude? Oh, I'm uh, I'm doing well. I'm just uh, just up here at MTS getting some work done. Um we uh, got back from got back from Southwick and uh, and we're just doing a little bit more testing these these next couple of days to get to get ourselves ready for for Millville coming up this Saturday. How many more are you doing? One or two? Uh, just just Millville is okay. the plan. Um, that was the 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 original plan with with the team was was just to do three, just to do Redbud, right? Southwick and Millville, and then um, I, 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 and basically it was it was a conversation where. Where the team that I was on, obviously during Supercross, kind of went a little sideways and pear shaped and, and all went down the drain. Sure. So then, so then uh, I was sitting around, not doing a lot, waiting for a filling ride or waiting for whatever came. And and these guys called me and and actually presented me with with a with a deal for um, the next few years, but it wouldn't have been racing outdoors this year it was just it was just more for supercross you know focusing on the 250 and things like that and 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 i really like the team i like the bike but i, I said to him i said god I, I just don't really want to just sit around all summer and not race so can we go and race a few and they said yeah let's actually prep um let's let's do some work for for a, you know on the 450 because i said i wanted to ride the 450 and outdoors and then and then give me a shot to race the motocross the nations um at least i had to race a few outdoor rounds and they said, "Yeah, well, what races do you want to do?" And I said, "Well, let's let's shoot for Redbud, Southwick, Millville." And this was only—you got to remember—this was only about a month ago. So yeah, it was it was it was like a month, five weeks ago, and it was like, okay, that'll give us about four weeks to you know get some work done on the bike and see see how we go. And to be honest, it, you know, we we can we can prep like we're going to go and you know perform as well as we can, but you know we're not in a championship it doesn't it doesn't really matter what what happens we can just use this to to test to learn to get to know each other to then after these few rounds take that knowledge into 
into developing the 250 for for supercross which is uh which is coming up at the end of the year with with the world supercross and things like that so yeah i'm uh i'm pretty excited uh, pretty excited about it yeah you look really good at southwick uh five five i believe but i want to step back for just a second you you mentioned mxdn at Redbud, and of course, the one race where you have the bike issue is at Redbud. So you you really didn't get the 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 knowledge or the testing time that you probably would have liked to have. Uh, it's all right. I mean, I've I raced the nations at Redbud in 2018 um, on uh, on factory husky sure. back then, um, and um, and I was solid then on the 450, and then and then I've raced the Redbud um, the last few years, and and honestly. Honestly, last week we, we went into the race, like I said, with very minimal prep time, and and the team is a is a two fifty team. So, yes. So we didn't we didn't foresee some of the issues that we had with with the the we actually had a, a bit of a clutch issue in in Redbud, and it was it was just where where we didn't actually know, and then as soon as the race finished, we had phone calls coming in from I had phone calls from Tommy Sell's team back in England the the um the honda uk team i had we had uh hrc on the phone we had we had you know Yareev, uh, my team boss had had everyone uh contacting him saying oh yeah that's uh that was a, a normal thing on the honda straight away for when you have the fast you know a, a fast rider um you've got to do this this and this with the clutch or this this and this and and it and it works um trust me yeah it'll be fine we just we were like, oh shoot, we could have told us this before we went <laughs> yeah, racing, right. but okay, right? Uh, but but it's it's uh, it's one of those where we kind of went there and was like, ah, okay, we didn't really like because because you got to remember on Honda the two fifty, which these guys have been obviously running with uh, Jordan Smith and Jarrett Fry this year, and and like the the primary thing on the two fifties, uh, you know, Supercross two fifty Honda clutches are cable clutches, so. The, but the 450 is a hydraulic clutch, so it obviously was a, an area that was just new for new for everyone, um, and it was just something that we didn't know until until we did the race, and then even even the second race. So in between the first and second race, they they changed everything. We thought it was just just the clutch. We literally started the bike up to go down for second moto, and and Martin Davalos, my my crew chief and team manager, was just like. Look, the I I'm not comfortable putting you out there on the engine right now. We thought it was going to be fine, but I think I think there's some more damage internally because we got it so hot. Um, and I was like, look, that's that's good. So it's you know it's a call. We we obviously um, we obviously it wasn't it wasn't ideal. I went down to the start line for the second race just in my my shorts and and uh, and t-shirt and and some of the one of the star guys, one of the other someone someone else come over to me and went, oh yeah. Um, yeah, that that problem's a normal thing. You've got to do this, this, and this with the Honda. I was like, oh, great. Even they do. <laughs> but, but I was like, oh shit. Okay, well, it's it is what it is. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, um, at the end of the day, we ironed it out. You know, Southwick, which is arguably the the toughest track in 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 the states in the US for the bike, physically for everything. Um, we we had two solid races, and and the bike was the bike was one hundred percent. So. Um, we're only we're only getting better. I, I think, um, yeah, it, it was a it was a, a good step, and yes, yeah, Southwick was uh, was a good statement for for the team and and for everyone. We we ironed out the issues in in the five days we had, six days we had yeah. in between, and we're good to go. Yeah, it says a lot about the team. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Max. So you know, running fifth in in the four fifty class is one thing. You know, people get good starts and they kind of run there for a while, but 
staying there and finishing the race is is to me very very impressive and i just kind of wanted to know how how you felt at the end of those motos and and what it's like to maintain that pace for 30 plus two well i actually didn't get a great start i actually came from ninth or eighth on the first lap and i ended up passing uh, i passed kenny i passed roxon on the last lap um i passed pleasinger and roxon pleasant like two laps ago and then roxon the last lap um of the first motor and then the second motor i was i was behind uh dungy and anderson for a little while and then i got dungy and then and then was uh was cracking onto anderson and then i think i think he got tired and um and i managed to to slip him near the end and actually had a a pretty easy last two laps we were just sort of bringing it home um but it a part of me was like thinking man i haven't actually done a 30 plus two since pala last year um in a race situation because obviously you know you can do them in the week but it's not the same as racing so mm-hmm. i uh i thought okay yeah it's, it's, uh, it's been a while since um since the last round of outdoors uh yeah 2021 but um but no i i, I felt fine you know I, I i prepped well i obviously didn't have as much time as what i would have liked but um but the, the the bike and the team were solid um it wasn't um yeah, no, and, and I mean like the speed in time training. I I was I was second in time training. That was actually really close to to Tomac, and and I know it was a little, um, you know, sandy. It's a little it's a little different, but um, it proves that the 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 bike and the team and the setup we're we're right there. It, it definitely, and we're not even supposed to be right there because we're not even focused on the outdoors. We we just if we actually, I mean, my suspension guy um said to me, well, I did two days of testing. And at the end of the second day, I said to I said to my suspension guy, which was uh, Factory Connection, my case. I, I said to him, I said, "How how do you think it's gone? Do you think it's gone good?" And he went, "Yeah, I think you need to go. I think I can make you go another two seconds faster. We're, we're not <laughs> we're not there yet. We we still need another two seconds." And I was like, "Oh, I feel pretty good, but we're kind of running out of time. We don't have any more time now." He goes, "Yeah, well, you're just gonna have to go and see where you're at." And anyway, I saw him uh, I saw him today, and, and I said to him. I said, wow. I said, if we'd have had those two seconds allowed, I said, I think we'd have been, uh, we'd have been battling for the lead, let, let alone top fives. I, I think, uh, I think I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy with, we just had two days of testing and this is where we're at. If we were legit going to be racing outdoors properly, then yes, we would have, uh, you know, hopefully had a little more time. Obviously the deal came together. The deal came together as they were racing Tyler anyway. So, yeah. so it was like, it was a little bit of a, you know, new thing, but we, we've made it work and, and it, and it proves that, you know, we've got a great group of guys and I'm, I'm really thankful to, I think Martin Davalos, my, my team, my team manager is, is a massive help because obviously I raced Marty in, in Supercross last mm-hmm. year and, sure. and I know Marty's, Marty's been so experienced with all the, the bike and the team and testing. And even like I said, we, we've done our testing, but say, a couple of weeks ago, I, you know, I, I was at a point where I was like, I feel like we're good, but I, I don't know until we go racing. I rode it Monday, Martin rode it Tuesday, and then I rode it Wednesday, and he made some changes, and I, I rode it Wednesday. I was like, wow, yeah, you've definitely gone the right direction here. So we've almost had like two two brains working on the bike. You know, I, I've given him all my thoughts, and then he's been able to ride because he's still, he still rips. He's still mega fast. So he's been able to test my exact bike he doesn't even change the levers and and we just go off each other to 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 make um to make progress and 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 i think that's 
that sped things up a little bit um, and got us to where to where we're at. So we'll see. You know, it's it's yeah, it, it's we got another weekend this weekend, and and um, it's not easy. The class is tough, but all the boys are fast. And yeah, that pace was that pace was high, um, but but no, it was nice to be nice to be up there and and. Yeah, it was it was good to be racing. That's where we where we wanted to be. If I, if I'd have been riding around in fifteenth, to be honest, I don't even think I'd have shown up. It's, <laughs> it's not, it's not, I'm not there. I, I don't I don't choose to come and race three races just to not be competitive. Right. Like, I'm coming to the races to go to work. If I'd have done the first round at Redbud and been like, oh, we're miles off, then there's no point in showing up to the next race, is there? <laughs> no, I guess not. Um, That's a good point. Yeah, and I think you know, I, I'm. Go ahead. <laughs> No, I was going to say like there's no it, it, there's no benefit to to it's not like we're in a champion it's not like it's round one we're already they're already round five in and it's like well sure. you know if 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 we're not going to go and have a, a not even having a good time but be competitive then then we might as well just stay at home so, so I'm I'm pleased that the the guys have all worked so well together and we're we're in a good spot we we are good. How do you, you talked about the bike a little bit and getting comfortable pretty quick, but how do you like the bike compared to say the KTM or the, the Suzuki? Is there something that the Honda does better that makes you, you know, that a particular thing on the K, uh, the Honda that you like better than the other bikes or anything that makes you more comfortable? Um, the electric starts. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yes, sir. <laughs> no, I mean, I had that on the KTM. I just, I right. just slipped that in because of all the, because of all the comments on the, of on course. the internet. <laughs> Hey, hey, Max, both, both my personal bikes, I have a 06 Honda Kickstart, and I have a 22 Yamaha YZ250 Kickstart. So I would oh, love an yeah. E-Start. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm only joking. I'm only taking – I'm only joking because it's, uh, it's always a – it's always the first comments on sure. uh, any of my Suzuki pictures. It was always, uh, it was always oh, how's Kickstart? <laughs> but no, um, no, the, the the bike is is very nice. Like I I, I saw the potential um, straight away when I, when I first started riding it, and and obviously, I mean, look at it. You you've got you the first few rounds. You've got Chase and Kenny forty seconds out in front, and 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 obviously um, obviously everyone's everyone's riding and testing and, and catching up, but. The, the Honda is a very, very nice bike, both classes. You know, you've got Jet and Hunter in the 250s and, and the HRC boys in the 450 class that, are, that have obviously got something figured out. So, so it's, it, yeah, it, it's a very nice bike. Um, it's, um, it's, it's, I told my friends this the other day, actually. I said it actually feels like the, the width of the bike. I know it kind of feels weird, but in between your legs, it feels kind of like a KTM. Like, mm. I mean, I've been on KTM and Huskies for a long time. Well, I was on KTM and Huskies for a long time in Europe. And, um, and I said, it kind of feels the same, but it, I said the, uh, I, I never understood, you know, when people say, Oh, the frame is, you know, it's an aluminum frame or it's a steel frame or is this frame or that frame. And it's more flexible or this and that. But I honestly feel like the Honda is more, flexible like and by that i mean you feel the ground more so so i you, you can really i don't know I, I can really see the track and then feel the track i know it's a weird it's a weird thing to say but like i can i can do my lines and my th- i can really feel the wheels on the ground i it's, it's a weird thing but i honestly feel like yeah it's, it's something that the honda is is very good at the the feel of the of the track in your hands that the bike feels yeah. very soft in your hands. It's quite nice. That's um, good. So, yeah. It's a, it's a weird one, but it's definitely, <laughs> um, no, it's, it's a very nice bike. I, I, I do really like it. And, um, 
I think it's got a lot of potential. And, and you know, hopefully we're going into the era of the Hondas, you know, and hopefully now these, these Hondas are, are uh, yeah, going to be taken over because I'm going to be on one. Yeah, <laughs> so. it, hey, it definitely appears that that's happening. I mean, the, the talent pool at, at Honda is stacked, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I know it's uh, it's it's crazy. Yeah, both classes are. Yeah, uh, the boys are really fast. Absolutely. All right, Max. So I kind of I kind of got a two parter for you. First one is I, I got your picture up on from I think it was from Redbud. Was it weird wearing having an American flag on your graphics? <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I mean, I've got an Australian boss. I've got an Ecuadorian. <laughs> Ecuadorian team manager, <laughs> and I'm an English rider. So, yeah. so they, they, only my mechanic was American. So it's quite, it's quite funny. Yeah, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I just saw that and it made me think of it. And so, my my actual question is, you know, obviously you've lived here for a lot and you've been over Europe. What's what's some common misconceptions that we have about England, and then vice versa? What is maybe some com- common misconceptions that England has about us? <laughs> I don't have to go too okay. crazy. I just you know, no, no, I just I, wanted something different than yeah. outside of moto. That is a very different question. Okay, yeah. so common misconception: you watch Disney Channel, and you will think that um, everyone in England um, speaks very proper and very posh, and <laughs> all the princes and, right. and the princesses, and um, and everyone is is nice, and it's a fairy tale in England. <laughs> well. That's a common misconception because, to be honest, when you go to England, it's it's normally miserable, raining. There's the people are not. I, I mean, I wouldn't. I, I'm kind of bagging on my own people. But I wouldn't say they're <laughs> the nicest. It's like you go into the supermarket and there's no, you don't get you don't get like oh hey ma'am how's your day hey sir what can I help you <laughs> like like in America yeah. You, yeah. you have that whereas whereas in England it's like. Uh, what are you doing in my shop? <laughs> like, you know, so they're it's, le- it's a bit less personable. So, yes. It, in America, everyone is, is very over the top friendly. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I, I think, I think majority of Americans that haven't traveled watch the movies and, and, um, and it all seems, it seems very nice. And, and, it, and, you know, it, it, there is obviously great parts. Um, but it's not, it's not entirely like, the, like the movies. Um, and what common misconceptions do the British people have on, of Americans? Um, um, I I know I I know it's a bad thing, but it's 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 like in England, all over the news is always the the negative stuff. So it's always it's always either about your politics sure. or <laughs> it's about. Or it's about the shootings, so the shootings in the schools, and the shootings, in, and it's always everyone in England, like that. They always say, "Oh, was that near you?" Or was they, "Oh, <laughs> oh, that looks really bad," or "Oh, this is uh, this is really terrible," or even the weather, like it's oh, well, this hurricane, or this tornado, or this or this earthquake, or. Um, but the 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 hard thing, I think, for British people or European people in general to understand is how big america is yeah. america is absolutely massive yeah so you you've i moved from i lived in california and i moved from california to florida that's like moving from england to latvia which is near 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 russia it's like yes. it's literally like you're going through france germany czech republic uh 
Belgium, Holland, all these different countries, Italy, all these different countries, different, completely different uh, cultures, right? Whereas still, you move from California to Florida, you still land and you still have a Target, you still have a Walmart, you still have a Chili's, <laughs> you still have a yes. Fridays. Yeah. So although, although yes, um, bad things do happen in America and is highlighted more, it's still America is massive. It's not like, you know, these things, bad things happen in, in Italy or they happen in France or they happen in Germany or you have this or whatever, but it's not so pinpointed because mm. it's still America. You know what I mean? America is, is just so big. I, that's the thing that's mind-blowing. When you start flying around America, racing races, and you you look down and you think, my days, this country is huge and, and how diverse and different it is. You know, even just living here, I'm, I'm up at MTF, which is in Cairo, Georgia. Mm-hmm. It's You could get lost in the woods up here and never oh, be found. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is, yeah. Oh, for sure. It is wild. Or you can be in, you can be in the desert in... Uh, yeah, in, in California, you can be up in the high desert or wherever, and you'd be like, "Geez, you can get lost up there and never mm-hmm. be found." It's, yeah. it's it's massive. I did. I did. Yeah. That actually happened to me That's just good, about a month yeah. ago. I got lost up there in, in the high des. So, <laughs> Kiefer Kiefer left me, and I didn't know where yeah. he went. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you you always seem very insightful. And I just wanted yeah. to kind of off yeah. the off. That was the, a good question. Yeah, yeah kind of, really good answer. Yeah. Um, before we let you go, I want to ask a little bit about World Supercross. Uh, I mean, I think you, yourself and Dean have been confirmed. I've heard the rumors about Kenny, which I don't know that he's going to, uh, who knows, but just what are your thoughts on this World Supercross and the possibilities? Obviously it's only four rounds this year, but in the, you know, coming round, coming years, this is going to be a yeah. really good opportunity for a lot of guys, I think. And it's going to be really exciting. Just what are your thoughts on it? Well, I actually, I saw, I followed I follow the WSX on uh, on Instagram, and I saw they announced uh, Ken Roxon. So I'm yep. I'm assuming they announced him, and they announced that Tomac's going to do the first round. Um, yes, which yep. is which is pretty cool because that's that's Cardiff, that's uh, in 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 Britain, that, that's the UK, and my mum actually lives really close to there. They're all going mental. I raced in that stadium back when I was like on a sixty five. Oh <laughs> wow. Years ago. So it's it's crazy doing like British uh, doing British stuff. So I honestly am really really looking forward to, um, you know, obviously I've raced GP, so yeah. I'm used to traveling. But I'm I'm really looking forward to showing the world Supercross because the world watches Supercross on on TV and they they. Everyone watches Anaheim. Everyone watches, you know, all the Supercross in America. And Supercross in America is such a big pinnacle, such a such a, a thing that people feel is untouchable, you know. And and when you when you live in Indonesia or you even live in England or you live in Cardiff in Wales, you know, it, it's far away. America just it's it's you know if you if you can't travel and you're a rider, you 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 you've never been it just seems like wow it's, it's a different if it, it's a different life like it's a different lifestyle it's just i, I don't know it just blows your mind how mega supercross actually is so so i'm i'm quite i'm quite interested and excited to to see how how the fans react how you know what we can bring to to the fans having some big names like like that um race it is, is going to be awesome having a you know, a, a sick track, a, a proper Supercross atmosphere. Um, I really think is is going to be good, and, and and I'm excited to to see to see how it grows. And and obviously, this year is is uh, only a few rounds, and it's kind of like a 
I kind of, you know, get the feet wet, see how it all how it all works. But it all sounds very um, very promising, and and I'm I'm honestly really really looking forward to it. Yeah, me too. So I'm I'm glad that you're going to get to experience that. Hopefully next year I'll be able to make a couple of those rounds. But yeah, I think it's going to be really yeah. good for the sport, and like you said, for the other countries to get some a taste of Supercross. Yeah, because you know, like if uh, I, I'm, you know, if we go to Indonesia or even yeah. Australia, you know, I've never been to Australia, but I know Australia's got a Supercross scene anyway. But but just England, Cardiff, like you know, all these these places and wherever they go, end up going next year. It's it's gonna be um, it's gonna be cool and and to bring a whole whole new new fan base in um, in on that is 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 gonna be it's gonna be pretty cool as well. So no, I'm I'm really yeah really excited about it. Good deal. Last question I have for you before we let you go. Obviously, being down, you know, with the way that the Rocky Mountain team went, kind of not having a deal for a little bit, trying to figure things out, stinks. But it looked like you got some family time. You guys went to the beach and you know got to spend some time yeah. with the baby. Does did that help you recharge a little bit? Just getting some family time. You may have gotten that time anyway, but uh, you know, it looked like you got a little extra time to hang out with the family. Well, it's it's funny. I was actually. Um have you have you watched that program um tom brady man in the arena yes um, i'm not done with it but yes uh, what episode are you at what episode uh, are you on, i think there's only one or two left so i'm almost at the end have you, have you done have you done episode nine where he's like maybe where he tells the story about the chinese farmer no i haven't seen that okay well well that one's really good so, okay so it was funny i i it was funny because i actually watched it yesterday and and it resonated with me and and he basically you know the, the story goes um there was a chinese farmer and and one day uh his horse ran away and the villagers all the villagers came over and said oh we're so sorry you know you're so unlucky and this man and he went yeah maybe the next day his horse came back with with 10 other horses and and uh and the villagers came around wow oh wow this is amazing and he goes yeah maybe um then uh few days later he's he's trying to break in one of the horses with his son and his son falls off one of the horses and and um breaks his leg and uh and everyone comes oh we're so sorry you know da, da. And he says mm, yeah maybe and uh and then the next day there's a war and they come to uh they come to recruit and they can't take his son because his son's got a broken leg anyway the, the moral of the story is in a in a fast way is at the time you you may perceive something as bad or you may perceive something as good, but you don't really know until you have that perspective of, of, of afterwards. And, and yeah, at the time during, during when it was all going on in Supercross, you know, I, I was sitting there thinking, man, what am I going to do? Like, I honestly, I, I, I was honestly sad because I thought, man, what if I never get to race Supercross again? What if, what if I, I, I never get to, have a have a, a good ride or a good bike or do this and do that and 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 then you're you're waiting on phone calls and and you're trying to figure out what you're gonna what you're gonna do and it's like man i'm gonna be a filling rider but then still by the end of the year i've, I've got to perform because if i if i don't then i'm not gonna have a ride and and then these guys called me and 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 i didn't even really know much about the the, the team the mm-hmm. firepower team and, and and i came up to meet everyone i was honestly pleasantly surprised and and it's worked out and, and it's worked out great and and now now when i look back having that time you know my my me and my wife our baby was born right in the middle of supercross and we thought yep. we thought i was going to be racing every weekend literally the weekend before he was born it all went 
tipped up and went up in the air and, and I wasn't racing. So I got to be there for when he was born. I got to be there for the first few weeks. I was still stressing on what I was going to be doing or trying to stay ready and, and this and that. But it was it was nice to have that quality time. And and going back to the story, you don't know. You don't yeah. know at the time what's going to what's what's going to turn out good and what's going to turn out bad. So I honestly, I honestly look back now and think it, it has all worked out better than what I could have even hoped for. I, I got to spend time with the little one, with the family. I've ended up now getting a, a, a deal with, with, a, with an amazing team on an amazing bike that's actually now going to open up different doors. You know, I'm going to go and race a 250 in Supercross and, 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 and push for something new. And I've got a contract longer than what i've ever had a contract my whole career and it's actually come out of this that that i'm i'm in a better situation than 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 what i what i started off so so i'm yeah it's it's one of those where where you can easily get yourself caught up in thinking oh this sucks or this is not right or this this is you know so bad but it 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 all works out in the end and and yeah honestly i'm really yeah, really happy with how it all worked out and to get to spend time with a little one. And, and now now where I'm at, it's, it's great. Yeah, that's a great message. I'm really, really glad you shared that with us. Mm-hmm. And congratulations on the baby. That's awesome. I'm happy for you guys. Um, Thank you. We're going to let you go, man. I appreciate you having some time for us. And I am going to come by the truck this weekend and say hi. Sweet. Sounds good. Well, I will see you there. No, thank you very much for having me on, guys. All right, Max, take care, and I'll see you this weekend. Thanks, man. Cheers. See you this weekend. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> Dude, what a great interview. That was good. That, that was, was awesome. That's been one of our better ones in a while, I think. Yeah, yeah. Good good deal. That was a lot of fun. That's only the second time I think we've had him on. I, th- I think I was here last year. Yeah, I think did. so. I think because it was two years ago, maybe. Or th- I don't think it was. It was Supercross last year, not two years ago, but I think it was Supercross last year. So, yeah, good times. Let's go a quick commercial break. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back with Rango. If you're like most racers, you've dreamed about riding a works bike with all the trick parts. Since 1989, Works Connection has been producing works like products for the general public. When Steve Lampson and Team Peak Split Fire Pro Circuit used Works Connection in 1990, they quickly gained a reputation for quality that the pros would use. Three decades later, the company is still known as the leader in quality, innovation, and customer satisfaction. The industry standard pro launch start device is used by many of the teams, such as Factory, HRC Honda, Star Yamaha, Hep Suzuki, and many more. Pole shot specialist Vince Freeze, as well as Jet Lawrence, Eli Tomac, and Chase Sexton all trust Works Connection to get them to the front. And don't forget, you can also get the Elite Clutch Perch, Radiator Braces, Engraved Master Cylinder Covers, and much more at WorksConnection.com. Use promo code MOTOXPOD20 to save at checkout. Works Connection, the choice of champions. Hey, in case you didn't know, Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made right here in the U.S. of A. Racetech also offers state-of-the-art precision engine services and parts to all engine builders. The staff has over 65 years of championship winning experience. It's so good that many of the top privateer teams such as SGB Honda, Team Solitaire Nuclear Blast Yamaha, and Motul AJE Gas Gas, as well as Jerry Robin, Kevin Morans, and many more, choose Racetech for their superior performance, reliability, and their customer service. Hey guys, what's up? My name's Kate Clayson, and I choose Racetech because I love their desire to strive for perfection. I think we all know that perfection isn't possible, but 
getting to perfection is always the goal and I think that is something that both myself and Race Tech have always worked towards and I think they can help you get there too. Hey guys, this is Alex Ray. I use Race Tech components in my SGD suspension and also the Race Tech engine. The reason I like it is just because uh, the engine is super reliable, tons of torque, and also on the suspension side, it just gives it that flush, nice feeling. Hey, it's your boys over at Team Solitaire. If you don't run Race Tech, here's what you do. Put your hands behind your back and run your face into a f***ing wall. Racetech.com. What's up, guys? This is Kevin Moranz, and I choose Race Tech because of their convenience of having Race Tech centers all around the United States. Obviously, within my Decker Performance suspension, works really well. They're very high-quality performance products. Definitely check them out. Hey, guys, this is Jerry Robin, uh, and I choose Race Tech because of uh, the reliable motors, good power, good suspension, and obviously, it's great people around, and I've uh, been there for a long time, and they're awesome. Visit Racetech.com and use promo code MOTOXPOD to save. When choosing goggles, we all know you have a lot of choices. X-Brand Goggles has grown into the preferred goggles for many of the top privateers, including Kyle Chisholm, Ryan Brees, Ben LeMay, and top GNCC riders like Craig DeLong. X-Brand is the result of years of knowledge from former Honda HRC test rider Rich Taylor and his dad, Hook Taylor. Whether you're leading the pack or getting blasted with roost, X-Brand can stand up to the abuse. You can visit eksbrand.com to see all X-Brand offers. From the unparalleled Lucid Extreme Definition Optics Goggle with the Wave Latch Quick Release Lens System and 4-Layer Factory Foam to the EKSS and the Flat Out Series, you will find a goggle to meet your needs at a price point you'll love. Check your local dealership for X-Brand goggles distributed through WPS. If you want comfort, style, and performance as well as hashtag clear vision, then you want X-Brand. Choose X-Brand because we said so and we're hot. All right, boys, next up, brought to you by Works Connection. Since the inception of Works Connection in 1989, Eric Phipps' goal has been to produce works-like products for the general public. For products like the industry standard pro launch start device, the elite clutch perch, radiator braces, customized master cylinder covers, and much more, it's hard to imagine you not going to worksconnection.com so you too can have what the pros use. Don't forget to use promo code MOTOXPOD20 to save. Tonight, Works Connection brings us factory Honda mechanic for Jason Anderson, Jason Rango Montoya. You just said Honda. Did I say Honda? Yeah. Oh, Factory Kawasaki. <laughs> yeah, it's Factory Cali. Yep, yeah, it's Factory yep. Cali. Maybe that's because yeah, we were just Factory talking Cali. to maybe because we were talking to Max. I don't know. But or maybe it's just I'm a dummy. What's up, Rango? Oh, what's going on? Not much, not much. Just uh here hanging out up at the house, actually. Yeah, chilling. Yeah. Busy day at work. Uh no, not too not too bad. Uh day before traveling. So yeah, know, I went in for half a day and then I've been ha- home hanging out with my girls at the house. There you go. So since Jason has a, a practice mechanic with him back home. What does your week look like? Is it building the race bike? What do you do throughout the week leading up to travel? Um, well, this team, they build on a Thursday, so we fly a little bit earlier than a lot of teams. So we actually fly on a Wednesday and fly home on Sunday. Okay. Where other teams, other teams fly on Thursday because they already built because they stayed back on the Sunday after the race. But a uh, normal week, normal week for me. I mean, I get to the shop on Monday, and I'll just kind of get my build bag from uh, for build day. Get get all that stuff together, clean up stuff from the weekend that I travel back with, and um, that's probably about it. I mean, just kind of stay ahead of the game. There's always stuff you know you got to do to be prepared. Send us stuff to New Mexico to Jason's practice guy Ben. You know, keeping in the loop on that. 
and just staying busy, really. Yeah, and I'm sure there's always something to do. Even when it feels like, all right, I'm, I'm caught up, I'm sure there's something else to do every time. Yeah, definitely. It's always <laughs> – I've been learning to try to stay ahead of the game, definitely. Yeah. Like, just use your free time wisely and try to, you know, always have stuff prepped and ready for the future. Now, you've been doing this, what, since, like, I think professionally – since like 2016, if I'm not mistaken, but you started working for Malcolm in 2015 as a as a practice guy. Yeah, yeah, 15 with Malcolm as a practice guy, and he was riding for Geico actually that year. It was 15, 16. I actually moved from California, moved out to Florida, and was Malcolm's practice guy for. She was with him for six, seven years. Yeah, and I want but, to get to that in a minute. But I, what I re- I read uh, a little bit of Michael Antonovich, I think did a. An article or something on you, and he said you were like a super fan of the Stewarts. Like, so how do you make this connection? How do you get hooked up with the Stewarts originally? Yeah, yeah, I was definitely a super fan of uh, the Stewarts. I mean, just growing up, I was always James was my idol. I mean, I just loved actually Cowie. He was riding Cowies back then, and um, just his number when he switched to number seven was even like I was like, oh hell yeah, you know that's even <laughs> what made me more of a fan, but. I've always been a fan of them, and I had some of my best friends home was like Reed fans, so we would always go to the Supercross, and I would stay in the autograph line. That was when you used to have to get tickets, actually. Oh, yeah. You'd have to get tickets for autographs, so I'd always stand in that line forever just to get James's autograph, and I would even get Big James's autograph <laughs> at that time, you know? Like, he was one of my idols as well. I bet he loved that. Yeah, it was, uh, it was actually a dream come true, actually, getting the job with those guys just because how much I looked up to them, you know, and just... They're good people, but as I got in the industry, I mean, actually, I was working as a uh, amateur mechanic for this kid, Cole Barbieri. He's out of Northern California. Yeah, yeah, I remember that name. Yeah, so he was uh, riding for his Horton Yamaha. It was like a amateur Yamaha team, and um, I was actually his mechanic at the time. And we went to Loretta's, and I met up with uh, Zach Freeberg. He's from Florida. He used to race too, and he's um, grew up with Malcolm a lot. And I just got tight with him. He was actually working for Carson Mumford at the time as just to helping uh, Mumford out because he's real tight with Mitch. Okay. Yeah. And Carson was on Cowies then, super minis. So Zach was there at Loretta's. You know how Loretta goes. We're just hanging out, you know, after the races, you know, and just gotten to talking to him. And shoot, a few weeks later, he hit me up saying, hey, Malcolm's looking for a practice mechanic. You got a resume. And I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> He's like, hell yeah. Yeah, I'll put one together. So, yeah, so I uh, ended up uh, getting in contact with uh, David Cowley. He was actually James's practice guy at the time. And he's actually working for Malcolm now. So um, I got in contact with him, sent him over my resume. And uh, they were actually out in California getting ready for Straight Rhythm and uh, Monster Cup at the time. And I had uh, some lunch with him a couple times. And then I ended up meeting Big James and... I talked my way into getting the job. That's how it works sometimes, right? You got to have you got to have some connections, and man, as long as you have a good personality and there's a little bit of they they feel like they can trust you, you can really get some good opportunities in this industry. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, I wouldn't be where I'm at today without those guys. You know, a lot of people that's helped me get to where I'm at for sure. Yeah, I might have to hit you up because I can't ever get Malcolm to respond, dude. He, like, yeah. I talked to him in Minneapolis. He's like, hey, man, I don't really answer my text. You got to call me and leave a voicemail. I was like, all right, all right. That sounds a little weird, but okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of those guys, man, they get busy. And, yeah. You know, they don't – even sometimes it takes them a while to text me back. Right. Uh, okay. Be, that makes I'll, me feel I'll a little just, better. 
<laughs> yeah, and then I just call him and hopefully he'll answer. Right, you know? right. Go ahead, Scotty. Yeah, so well, yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say. So you know, so far this season, Jason's obviously been one of the fastest guys. He's had the speed, and it's just he, you know just the bad luck of some first ter- corner stuff that's nece- not necessarily his fault, and just kind of some bad luck. How do you kind of? encourage him through that kind of stuff and just kind of talk about how y'all kind of work through some, some bad luck like that. You know, you just, you got to get the bad luck out of the way is what I say. You know, you get that bad luck out of the way, the good luck's going to come, but you just keep telling him, you know, just give it, give it 110 every time you're out there and hopefully things start coming our way. You know, we have had some tough past couple races, but like, I mean, everybody sees how he comes through the pack and, He's really got some got some speed out there. We just, you know, got to be in that top five right out of the first corner because, man, those guys up front, they get away quick. Yeah, that's no <laughs> doubt. Uh, yeah. I want to step back real quick. Your your first professional year with Malcolm was 2016, correct? Yeah, yeah 16, uh, 17, 17. Oh, okay. So, it was, yeah. Okay. Was 17, Malcolm didn't have a ride after he uh, went from 250 to – he was going to 450 and supposedly – that's when like the tsunami hit in Japan. They were oh, coming yeah, out with the new yeah. they were coming out with the new bike and it was just a lot of headache, uh, you know, for him to try to get, you know, how Geico used to do that four fifty deal. Yeah. So um yeah, just kinda got a bad draw and he ended up doing his own team with some help of, you know, some dealerships and sure. stuff like that. So we ended up doing his own team and yeah, that's how I got to be my first race mechanic. Okay. I wasn't sure if you were with him for the championship. No, Just I was practice. actually a practice guy. Yeah. yeah. That's still yeah. pretty cool, though. It's a pretty cool experience to be a part of that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, practice guys, man, you got to give them a lot of credit because they're grinding all week long. You know, they yeah. ain't there on the weekends, but. And you, you, know, and you don't get the, uh, you don't get the, uh, spotlight at all. You know, you don't get the recognition. You're just, yeah, nobody really knows about you. Yeah, exactly. But that's where a lot of the grinding goes yeah. in, you know, is actually during the week, you know. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Did you yeah. did you always believe like when you first started working with Malcolm you had to know like this kid's got so much potential especially when you see the whoop speed but he's gotten better every year and like you had to probably see that from the early stages right working with him as an amateur you saw hit the progression daily yeah yeah he's definitely got some speed and a lot of talent you know everyone always you know used to dog on his size and stuff but man when you're in the 450 class you kind of need that stuff yeah. I mean, He bulldogged us around a couple times this year. (laughs) Right? That's true. Yeah. Oh, that you know what? That just just hit me. You're tight with Malcolm, and then Malcolm and Jason had some issues. I didn't even. That was kind of one of my questions. Yeah. Go ahead then. Go ahead, Scotty. Well, yeah. I was just going. I was going to ask. You know, with with you obviously having a relationship with both of them, did you ever feel like you needed to get involved, or is there ever any kind of thing spilt over, or you know, how, how did how did that go? Man, after it was a one, you know, yeah. uh, I think it was a it was a heat race, and uh, Malcolm kind of bumped Jason off the off into the tough block, and this and that, and yeah, I was upset, but like, you know, I was even Big J's always told me this, you know, once those guys leave the gate, you know, it's no matter if I say, hey, go take him out or leave him alone, when they leave the gate, they're gonna do what they're gonna do, right? Yeah. So as mechanics, you kind of gotta just, you know kind of try to keep it cool but jason actually told me something pretty cool that night when we got back he's like hey don't let don't let me 
you know, ruin the relationship with me and Malcolm. You guys got a good relationship and, you know, I want, I want it to stay that way. And that, that was pretty cool coming from him after fucking Malcolm just knocked him down. So that was, <laughs> yeah. that was pretty cool that he said that, you know, and obviously CeeLo's Malcolm's mechanic and I'm sure they still have a little relationship as well. True. Yeah. I think yeah. a lot of people have a misconception about Jason of what kind of guy he is. I, uh, I got to hang out with him at one of our local Texas tracks. He came out with team fried and did, a weekend thing like last year, I think for Halloween and just sitting, visiting with him off the record. He's chilling out. Like he's a really nice, cool guy. He just likes his privacy, man. And you can't hate, you can't hate on the guy for that. Not at all, man. He's one of the realest, rawest dudes that yeah. I've actually met in this industry. He is super like, he's just a real dude to be honest with you. I agree. Talk about, yeah. so you were with Malcolm last year, right at Husky. Uh no, he was at Yamaha last year. Oh yeah, year. yeah, that's what I meant. Yamaha, I'm sorry, but you've been with him. You switched from Yamaha with Malcolm to Kawi this year. What brought that change on? Why why did you not stay with Malcolm? What what was the reasoning for you? Well, uh yeah, I was Malcolm only had a supercross deal with Yamaha, so mm. um he uh you know, obviously he he always wanted to ride outdoors. We we're hoping to get a chance to ride outdoors actually with the Yamaha, but then I guess they put a uh, Christian Craig on the bike, you know how that, that went, but, sure. um, yeah. So I actually had a job still with Malcolm and I was trying to figure some things out and I was kind of tired of moving from California back to Florida, going back <laughs> and forth. I actually had a, got a serious girlfriend out here in California. So I was wanting to stay out this way and, you know, Malcolm's obviously in Florida and I have a lot of stuff out there as well, but I just, there was, I actually worked for Gas Gas for last summer just because I heard Kawasaki was hiring and like, that's a dream job to me. And I wanted to pursue that job. And so I took actually this Gas Gas job just to stay out in California and be ready for if I ever got called for an interview or whatever, I was here actually out in California. So that's one of the reasons why I actually didn't take the job because I manifested getting this Cowie job. Dude, you must and be I'm, living life right. Like you've had a couple of these dream jobs come true, man. That's awesome. Yeah, it actually. I mean, they are really dream jobs. And <laughs> yeah, been my dream, and they they have came true. You know, I can't be more blessed for the year I've been having. Actually, that's fantastic. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> yeah, so you know, with with motocross and supercross, there's obviously it's you know different formats, different timing, and everything. I just kind of wanted you to compare and contrast some of the stresses and challenges that you face as a mechanic on race day, you know, between the supercross and motocross. Uh, I'm still kind of getting, getting the hang of motocross. Malcolm never did motocross. So I did, I did that uh, gas, gas summer job last year with Pierce Brown. And then I've done, you know, this season with Jason and Cowie, but from what I've learned, I mean, outdoors, you don't got much time, you know, like in between, in between the motos and like it's just it's a grind and from supercross things don't get as hammered and you know it's things more clean you got a little bit more time unless you're going into the lcq and stuff like that you know but just keeping the bike together and just i mean not having as much time in between the motos is what what really i got to focus really hard on getting getting everything you need done yeah you probably have well i mean it's Technically, it's an hour in between motos, right around there. But you, by the time you get back to the truck, get the bike washed, you probably have 
30, 40 yeah, minutes, it's maybe? Like, it's like 40 minutes because, yeah. you know, sure you got like first five. call and then you got to get down on staging. Yeah. You know, like from gate drop to gate drop, yeah, you got an hour, but at, like mechanics actually don't have that long right. to get the bike back on the gate. And it's freaking, so. well, it hasn't been as hot so far this year at the, most outdoor races. Like you guys haven't really been just kicked with 100 degrees and humidity yet. But, yeah, not not too bad. I think the hottest one was probably Colorado, but yeah, obviously you have no humidity, really, you know. So yeah, but that, um, dude, it felt like I, I'm not used to being that high elevation. It just you're 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 very clearly closer to the sun. You can feel the difference. <laughs> yeah, it's like opening up the oven. Out yeah, there. yeah, yeah. That was not a fun day. It's and it's almost eight o- working. It's almost eight o'clock here, and my phone still says 100 degrees. So that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've been blessed though. I mean, I think this weekend might might be a little bit hotter than the than the past, but you never know. Millville, every time I've been there, it's so freaking hot and muggy. But yeah, I've seen there might be a little bit of rain maybe this weekend. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was seeing yesterday too. I haven't really checked today. Hopefully, it goes away because I don't I don't want to mutter, man. I think the last time I was at Millville was nineteen, and it was freaking like they they had to push the motos back. It rained so hard. Yeah, it, it can get it can get nasty. Yeah, for sure. Um, seven Supercross wins for Jason this year, dude. That had to be just, again another dream. Like, holy crap! Jason had every. How was it? He had every. He was he was definitely championship ready. Few little yeah. things obviously went wrong. Couple mistakes of his own, but what a season, dude! It, oh God, what a great season for Jason. Yeah, he started grinding as soon as we got on the bike. Like, uh, I think it was September 1st, I think, uh, uh, no, October. I think he couldn't ride to the end of September. And, man, as soon as we started riding, we were riding four, four days a week just all off season. And he was testing and really trying to get to figure out the bike and just laps after laps after laps. You know, yeah. he was came in ready. And, I mean, once you get that little bit of confidence, it could go a long way. But, yeah, he had a phenomenal year. I mean, even for me, I came into the season with like one podium or two podiums with Malcolm. We got like two thirds, and that was the best I, I've had in the four fifty class. Right. And then to yeah. get to get to get my first win was just unbelievable. Yeah, that's and awesome to have, to have seven of them. <laughs> yeah. like, Not, it's, it's crazy. There's people that go their whole career without getting wins. So yeah, you know, you can't take those for granted. You know, every last one you gotta treat them like it. It, it can be the last one. Definitely. Yeah, it's crazy that it was more wins than he had than the year he won the yeah, championship. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this was his best season ever. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And it's it's all yeah, because of Rango. More. Yeah, it's, it's all won. you, man. <laughs> all credit to Rango. Yeah. He won more races this year than he did in his championship year. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I think he's riding very well this year, even outdoors. You know, we got that win in Hangtown and yep. had a little bit of bad luck, but we're going to we're gonna come out swinging this weekend. Dude, I, I'm a big Jason fan. And again, I've talked to him off the record a bunch of times. He doesn't want to do the podcast because he doesn't like to, and that's fine. But I'm a big fan of Jason's, big supporter of his. And every week when the camera after the start of the race shows him in a pileup, I'm like, man, it just breaks me. I'm like, come on. Yeah, He's so, I know coming it, from man. last to like fifth, sixth, you know, and yeah, yeah and just, more than not. Yeah, it's just, God, yeah. If, if he could just get a start and stay up there, you know, not. Not have a goofy tip over like he's he's got so much speed. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I mean, just got to put two two motos together. Yeah. Just you come from way back in the first moto. Like by the time you get halfway in the second moto, you you know your fitness is very really kicking in. So it's really really hard to do that and be competitive on the second motos at the end of the races. 
Right. Yes. So, you know, obviously Team Fry is a big part of Jason's program. (laughs) And me and Darkside here are both pretty cool with Tommy Tenders. You got got any good Tinder stories? (laughs) (laughs) Nah, he's... He's actually a nice guy. I mean, he's a. I, I didn't really know Tom too too well personally, so you know, obviously, I started working with Jason. But man, he's a he's a humble kid. He, he's a good time for sure. Yeah, yeah he's yeah. real real knowledgeable about the sport too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I just met his parents the other day. That's how you tell where he gets all his respect from because they're super nice and respectful too. Yeah. He's yeah, a good kid. Absolutely. Yeah, I think he's got a girlfriend now, though. But like I said I don't, you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll bleep that out. But yeah, I, I think actually he did talk about that at Lakewood. I feel like uh, I think maybe Weed was kind of somebody was giving him some shit about it. So yeah, I think I think you're right. Um, yeah. Well, you you he, I like he's hitting me on the golf course though. He won't play me that off weekend. I'll send him up to play, but he had every excuse out there. Oh, uh, <laughs> I was about to I ask did. like a little personal question, like what you're into, and you're you're a golfer, huh? Uh, I mean, I like to play golf now. I mean, I don't do it much. I, I definitely like to ride, but man, everyone asks if I ride. You ride. It's just you work on a bike all week, and you know when you have your days off, you don't really want to wash a bike and prep <laughs> yeah, a bike. Right. Yeah. So for me, going out to the golf course and having a couple beers and hanging out with some buddies is a good time. But right now, I've been busy at home. I have two twin girls at home that came Thanksgiving Day. So, you know, I try to spend as much time with them as I can. Oh, wow. New daddy and to two. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Twins on Thanksgiving Day. So, yeah, it's been a blessed year for me. Started at Cowie, seven wins, got a family going. Can't complain. Congratulations to you. What's your what's your lady's name? Uh, she's her name's Serena. Gotta give her a shout out. Yeah, that's uh, it. Takes a lot. It takes a really strong woman to deal with somebody in your industry. So that's really yeah. cool. Yeah, she definitely holds holds it down when I'm gone, especially with two of them. Like she left me at home a couple about a week ago. She had to go into the office, and she left me at home for like five hours with them both. And <laughs> man, I was I went back to work, and I was telling the guys I was probably the hardest job I've yeah. ever worked. <laughs> yeah. I've definitely never dealt with twins. I have a kid that's grown now, and now I have a granddaughter, and I, you know, I'll keep her for a day. But two, I just, yeah, I don't know how you're doing that, man. You better, better put a little Motrin in their juice or something. Get them, yeah, <laughs> get them sleepy. <laughs> they're they're, good. they're so good, baby. So that's we just awesome. try to keep them, try to keep them busy. Yeah, that's fantastic. We got a couple more questions for you yeah. before we let you go. I've got one from one of our listeners. You know, this is a popular question. What is what is Jason most picky about on the bike? Um, uh, I would maybe say like, like the, the, the sag, the seat height, maybe you put a new seat on it, you know, he feels like he's sitting a little bit taller and he's like, Oh, is it like a new seat or is a sag off? He's very picky about the balance on the bike for sure. That blows me away that those guys notice stuff like that. Like, yeah, I just don't but have like, that feel. Malcolm, he was real picky about his handlebars and like levers, which like shocks me like Every build that I seem to nail Jason's right on the right on the head. Like he doesn't touch none of that or like the pass with Malcolm or somebody that are just moving the handlebars a little <laughs> bit, adjusting the levers, you know. So you try not to take them off the clamps if you don't have to. It's right. very picky guy. But Jason, he's he's real chill, real easy, like really easy to work with. That's good. Yeah, he it's, seems like it. How how do you like Shanty? How do you like Shanty? Sh- yeah, he's a good Shanty's dude. Shanty's a good dude. He's, I've been, you know, Shanty and Kranz, I've learned a lot of things from those guys just in the past, you know, year that I've worked, worked at Cowie. You know, everybody there has taught me something. But Shanty, he's cool. He's he's high strung. He's got high energy for sure. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I always tell that guy, like, do you ever, like, 
like chill out or like sleep or rest because he's always just going and going and just he's active. Definitely, yeah. Kranz was more the quiet one for sure. Yeah, Kranz is more chill, calm, and yeah. sexy. He talks and he just he's always doing something. He's high strung. That's awesome. Well, uh, Rango, yeah. dude, it was really get, cool getting a chance to meet you for a little bit. Um, I'm glad that I finally came up and talked to you back there at Lakewood and got your number, man. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people, you know, I mean, I'm kind of low on the radar. I haven't had Instagram or social media in, you know, past couple of years. And I noticed. Just kind of just doing my own thing and, you know, kind of focusing on myself and my family. So kind of stay under the radar. But, yeah, it was good to good to be on and you know hopefully there's more to come absolutely well i'll see you this weekend at millville so i'll be up there i'll come by and say hi and uh yeah it was really really great getting to know you a little bit man yeah definitely well thanks for the call and uh yeah come by this weekend i'll talk to you then we'll do it congratulations on the family man yep see ya all right yeah jason rango montoya Dude, I have I do not remember. Like, I didn't even realize I said Honda. Like, I, you, you straight up. Did. I guess that I was. was so I mean, funny. I was looking at Max's name when it says Firepower Honda by it, but that's still weird. Yeah, but that, way to go, man. Hey, man, you. There has to be at least one mistake every show. Has to be at least yeah. one. It'd be weird if it wasn't. So, uh, let's see what we got. Yeah, let's do a commercial break and we'll get Dylan on. Whenever I'm about to do something, I think, would an idiot do that? And if they would. I do not do that thing. Only an idiot would not rush down to their local WPS dealer to check out the complete line of 2022 Fly Racing products. So if you don't want to be an idiot... Stop acting like an idiot. You're the idiot. Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. Then rush down right now. Of course, obey the speed limits. The need to get your hands on a Formula helmet will not get you out of a ticket. Once you get there, ask to see everything Fly Racing offers. From the Evolution DST to the light race wear... To the kinetic lines they have a gear line to fit your needs fly racing has been developing and innovating its gear line since 1998 just ask current riders zach osborne rj hampshire carson mumford and the beast from the east damon bradshaw don't forget about their women's and youth lines and the all-new zone pro goggle worn by justin brayton shane mcarath max anstey and joey sabachi again visit your local shop and support your wps rep today check out flyracing.com for all they offer if you want power, then you need Williams Moto Works. Wait, wait, what What was that? It's the Supercross guy's voice. No, no, it's not. Sounds more like a Hulk Hogan promo. Well, that's good and tough. I like that. Dude, we aren't making a redneck commercial for a professional company like Williams Moto Works. He designs camshafts, builds performance motors with CNC porting. So it needs to be tough and cool. A company who can reprogram ECUs. Higher rev limits and custom maps needs a professional commercial, dude. So, like, if you want complete power package from cams, portings, transmissions to ECUs, then contact Williams Moto Works at 414-467-6199 or follow them on Instagram at camdesigner or you can even email them at Williams Moto Works. That's Williams Moto and then W-E-R-X at gmail.com. Okay, that's better not good, but better. Scotty T here from the Moto X Pod Show with another fantastic product from Burn Motorsports. It's Shock Socks, the number one 10-second removable fork seal protector. No one likes having leaky fork seals. With Shock Socks, you can protect your fork seals from the crap at the track in a matter of 10 seconds. Fork seals can be expensive and take away from your ride time, so fight the crime of grit and grime with Shock Socks. 
Check your local dealer or go to the BurrMotorsports.com webpage. Also, follow them on Facebook and Instagram. So go out and make sure to get your pair of shock socks today. Are you tired of your bike looking stock? Have you had enough of arm pump from inferior handlebars? Are you sick of losing the race on the last lap because you can't hold on to your old worn out grips? If you've had any of these things happen, you don't have to be the laughing stock of your moto group anymore. Today, the Moto X Pod Show is here with the solution of all your problems. Torque One Racing. Torque One is an organization founded by individuals with passion above and beyond for the racing industry. Their mission is to provide high-quality, economical performance parts for your dirt bike, quad, and street bike. From the attack handlebar, defy lock-on grips, vengeance levers, and more, their products are made to the highest of quality, the lightest in weight, and most importantly, affordability to their customers. They bring passion, commitment, energy, focus, enthusiasm, and ambition to their products, and most of all, they are an experienced organization that has come together from other organizations to bring you the best of the best. Visit them at TorqueOneRacing.com, that's T-O-R-C-1 Racing.com, and be sure to follow them on Instagram and Facebook. All right, next up, we have a privateer, full-blown privateer, brought to you by Racetech. He will be the Racetech privateer spotlight, and Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket suspension modification company. All Racetech products include award-winning goal valves and settings are 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Visit Racetech.com for more info and use that promo code MOTOXPOD to save. Tonight, Racetech brings us Dylan Kirchner. What's up, man? Not much, just... uh... I'm at a gas station currently dodging some rain. Oh, yeah. So how towards... close are you? How close are you to Millville, Minnesota area? Uh, actually, probably not too far from Millville. Uh, where I'm headed is towards uh, the FXR training facility, trying yep. to get some riding in tomorrow. Looks like they may have gotten some rain because it's, it's wet. That's what I was going to ask. We've heard there's some rain coming in this weekend. I was Yeah, you said you're dodging rain, so I was wondering how close you are. Yeah, it, it may be a, a mudder this weekend. I hope not. Yeah, I've had some uh, surprising rides in the mud, so okay. I'm not against it. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I'm going to be there watching, and I don't need to be sloshing around in mud. Man, I do, yeah. I'm, I'm out. Give me good weather, dude. You can rain next weekend when I'm not there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Dylan, give me some of your background, man. Skippy reached out to me, but I know very little about you, if anything at all. So let's get your background. Where are you from? How'd you get into moto? Family? What was it? Well, I'm from San Antonio, Texas. When we got into moto, it was really just my dad showed up with, you know, three dirt bikes from the local dealership, and we just rode on our ranch, really, and over the years, it kind of just progressed into us racing local stuff, and now I'm pretty much the only one left in the family that's doing anything with dirt bikes. Was your dad into riding dirt bikes and racing, or did he just kind of like, maybe he trail rode, or was it just something he wanted to try to do with the, with the boys? I think it was just something to do with the boys. You know, I was five years old. It was just a random day. He came <laughs> home with those bikes, and I was all excited. Yeah. I was. I just wanted to get out in that field. That's pretty cool that just like a random decision by your dad led to something that became a lifetime passion. Yeah, it's. I don't know what I'd be doing without <laughs> dirt bikes, to be honest. 
Well, what is, what is your dad and your like? You got brothers, I assume. What are what are your family into? Other other hobbies. What are they into that maybe you would have gotten into otherwise? Um, my oldest brothers were more into football. Yeah, and uh, my middle brother, he was more into soccer and you know did school, all that stuff. And I was just the guy, uh, the younger brother that stuck with it and just kept on riding throughout all the years. And I didn't really take it seriously till I was probably. 18 years old around there. Well, how long ago was that? How old are you now? I'm 27. So about okay. nine, yeah, nine years ago, I started to take, take it seriously. I wanted to see if I could do anything with the pro pro racing and it's taken a while, but yeah, well, you're a, you're a vet pro. You're an old dude in this, in this field. Yeah. <laughs> older dude, but still trying to be young. That's cool. So how many pro nationals have you tried to do this year? I know you went to Redbud and Southwick. Were those the only two that you, you went to? No. So I've started at Thunder Valley. Okay. I'm doing, I'm doing all the East coast, uh, no Cali or Washougal, just kind of too far for me. Yeah. So yeah, it started at Thunder Valley. I was 44th there. Um, at high point, I actually made it in. I got fourth in the Concy and was 39th overall. Red Bud, I was very close. I got the whole shot and the Concy made a couple big mistakes and it pushed me back to, I think, eight. So I was just okay. another alternate. And yeah. Yeah. Southwick, I had the speed, but in the Concy, it just didn't come together. There are some crazy pileups in that first corner and you know how it is. It's crazy there. Yeah. How did you end up getting into Southwick? Because that's how this whole thing started was Skippy was like, hey, man. He's getting up there, but they're already full. Can you, you know, and I had, I didn't have anybody really with any luck get, get you any help. So how'd you end up getting in? Um, honestly, it was uh, Thursday and I was just driving towards the track, hoping something would happen. And I got an email saying I was accepted. Oh, cool. So yeah, to me, I guess I had created a, created enough, enough noise to yeah. make a decision. But my thing was, is that I just didn't get, um, the declined uh, entry email till Wednesday. So it kind of, you know, I'm traveling from Texas. I'm not just, you know, going up every week and going back home. So yeah, to me, yeah. it was like, I wish I knew the week before. Cause if I did after Redbud, I just would have went home. Sure. That makes sense. So I'm, yeah. So I just didn't want to be sitting around for the whole week for, for nothing, you know? Yeah. So I wanted to, I wanted to get out there and try. Absolutely. It's a lot of money to go up there and just watch a race or whatever, hang out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I wish I'd known this ahead of time. I was at Lakewood. I was on that line in the Concy with you probably because our producers, or when he's not even our producer anymore, he's one of our co I think he's doing 450 though. Well, that's true. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, Doc Smith is one of our kind of our, our buddies and he's, he's racing the 250 class, but I was going to say, if you happen to see a quote-unquote mechanic that could not set a whole shot device, that would be me. So, yeah, <laughs> I was struggling with that. But, yeah, man, so, like, give me some, uh, the, I guess, some stories, right? You're having a good time. This is for fun. Um, kind of like some travel stories, some race stories that kind of stand out about your your time doing these nationals. What's it been like for you? Um, I mean, at first it was a little overwhelming because this is the first year that I'm actually trying to do quite a few of them. I tried in 2020 and it just didn't go so well. I was around, you know, 58th, 60th, you know. To me, it wasn't too great. Uh, So in 21, kind of just 
had fun that year, rode as much as I could. And then this year I decided to give it another go. Um, before all this though, I did Canada for four years straight. I went up there and just enjoyed every bit of it. Got some experience, you know, Canada is a good stepping stone. A lot of people don't know about it, but it's, it's an awesome deal to go up there and chase that series. And that'll get you prepared and kind of get you a little bit more ready to hit the, hit the nationals down here. And especially for someone like me that didn't do any amateur nationals growing up, I didn't even try to go to Loretta's never been, I've done Ponca. Um, but yeah, I never did really any big races when I was growing up. So that's why I started to kind of push myself when I was around 18 years old. I wanted to start seeing if I could do anything more with this, just see how far I could get really. Yeah, it's kind of an unorthodox route to do it, but it's really cool to hear just a different type of story. What you got, Scott? Yeah. You got something, Scotty? Oh, uh, yeah. So, you know, obviously the factory guys, we they're on factory equipment and then like that's kind of like its own level you know but those guys that are those privateer guys that are in that 20th or 30th range what do you what do you see them doing that you kind of try to like like learn from emulate or like where do you where do you find that their difference is with you honestly the type of movements they do on the bike getting over rollers and braking bumps certain inside humps you know it's I, I'll go ride the track, try to qualify Saturday, and then Sunday, you know, I'm re-watching the races, and I'll see all these little spots where they do completely different things, and it kind of blows my mind. So, like, I'll re-watch it, and I'm like, okay, they moved this way, and it apparently made the bike handle this way. So, it's just, I, I'm a more I'm more of a visual learner. So, when, when I see it, I try to apply it and learn that way. So, I try to watch a lot of the races like after after Saturday I'll go back and try to watch and see what I can learn just it's just little stuff every weekend you have to you have to kind of hammer it into your brain so you can apply it on the track. Yeah, it, it's something we keep hearing from guys sort of at your level that are trying to make these races um is like the sprint speed that you have to have to qualify is not yeah. it's not everybody's cup of tea like a lot of guys like Doc or some other kids that you know that they they got to build up to it. They got to go, they got to figure the track out and then they need to take some time and they start building speed as they goes on. That doesn't really work though. When you're trying to qualify for a pro national or a pro supercross, cause you really need to drop the hammer sight lap and go. That's pretty much what you need to do. Are you and, any and good at that at all? Or is that really a struggle? So it's, it's a struggle for me cause I've never had to try and do 120% right off the back like that. I've <laughs> yeah. always just been, yeah. you know, that local kid out at the track doing the local races, you know, I've never had to go full 120% just the first lap. It's, it blew my mind the first time. And then, um, just seeing the level that everyone's at from first to 10th, 10th to 15th, 15th to 25th, it, they're all different levels of intensity. And it mm-hmm. blew my mind the first time I ever showed up to a national. So it, it was overwhelming at first, but as each weekend goes by, I feel more and more confident. Like I should be there fighting to be on that gate. I should be like, I feel like I should be on that gate. I have, I feel like I've had the speed here and there. It just doesn't come together for me and qualify. Right. Yeah. yeah. 
Like, yeah, you got to you like I told Doc at that Lakewood race. The second qualifying race was the track was so much better and I was like, dude, you just got to go, man. You have to throw caution to the wind and you have to go all out and he didn't really do it, but that's it's easier said than done, but it's like you really have to almost like I said, throw caution to the wind and just go, all right, I am putting a heater in no matter what. But that's not easy to do mentally. I, I would think, I, can, I know I can't do that. I'm not even at near your level, but I just, yeah, I don't work like that either. I got to learn the track, take some time. Maybe by the end of the second yeah. moto, I'll have it figured out. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm slowly getting comfortable being yeah. uncomfortable. So well, I, I'm trying to just do the best I can. You know, my lap times from the second qualifying to the Conti, I like, I dropped my lap time four seconds oh, most wow. of the time. Yeah. So, That's good. so to me, it's like, I just need to figure out these qualifying practices. If I can run the speed I do in the Concis, I feel like I have a lot better chance of going straight through mm-hmm. or just having a really good gate pick for the Conci. There you go. So, um, that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to figure out right now. It's like I know I have the speed. It's a matter of trying to bring it out in that first practice. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I've I've been working on it uh, in the off season. I try to do a lot of sprints, but you know, practicing sprints, it's not the real thing. It's it's uh <laughs> it's, to- it's it's different when you're there at yeah. the at the national. Totally different intensity, absolutely. Yeah. Hey, I want to ask you something. I'm I'm kind of backing up. You mentioned Canada. Did you get to meet Galdi? Uh, I may have talked to him a couple yeah. of times, okay. but oh, you would know it if you did. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, I know who Galdi okay. is, but I, I just, I don't think I've talked to him really that much. Yeah. Okay. And, and Canada, man, I, I do miss it. I wish I could, I wanted to go back this year. I'm hoping I can work out something to where I at least go to one or two next year. It's just, I went up there so many years in a row that it's kind of, I just want to go back. It's so much fun. Everyone there, it's, everyone's serious, but right when the racing's done, everyone's chill and yep. just wants to have a good time. I've got to make that happen next year. I got, I, I've never been, I, I basically, I'm going to say I've never been to Canada. I actually have stepped inside the border when I was a kid, but barely count. So I definitely want to go to one of the nationals, hang out with Galdi, CT Dags, uh, yeah, yeah, I think it just sounds like a blast. And you want to go get tea bagged at nationals? What? <laughs> why, why do you got to turn things upside down, Scotty? I got I, I don't tea get bags. many. I don't get many uh, op- uh, opportunities. So. That was a terrible, terrible joke. <laughs> anyway, Dylan, what are your expectations uh-huh. this week? What are your goals, man? I mean, probably what you're telling me, right? Put some heaters in and qualifying, and get and get in, get a better gate pick. That sounds like one of the big ones. Yeah, I'm pretty confident on my starts. Yeah. Thunder Valley, High Point, and Red Bud. I all started in the top five, pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know, I um, Thunder Valley had an outside gate pick, had a really good jump, came around first lap. I was in fifth, so nice. I try, I try to concentrate a lot of my starts just because I know my weakness right now is qualifying. You know, it's like I said, I just need to figure out how to bring that speed out, and once I do that, I, I feel like I'll be a lot better off, but I've been to Millville in 2020, so it's a track I do know. I am kind of familiar with it, so in that way, I'm more confident going in there, and I feel like I should make it. Like okay. I, I want to make it. I want to make the gate this weekend. I've had experience there. I just need to do what you said, and it's a lot harder <laughs> yeah. than said. But, yeah, I just need to sure. go out there first qualifying practice and try to put in a good lap. 
but knowing the track already, I feel like I kind of have a somewhat advantage. Okay. Yeah. It's a fun track too. So yeah. Yeah. I, I got to ride yeah. it a couple times on amateur day. It's a lot of fun. Well, I'll, I'll be there this weekend. So I'm going to come look for you uh, before qualifying and I'm going to yell at you. I'm, I'm trying to get you fired <laughs> yeah, up. Come slap him on the back of the helmet. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, you should be able to find me pretty quickly. The, the gear I wear is pretty bright. I saw My, that. Uh, I saw that. I'm going to ask you about some of your sponsors a second. Just a second. We have, a, I think we have a listener question. It is. It, it's oh, about, is that it? Yeah. Well, one of ahead. our, one of our listeners is a, a yacht. Is that how you spell it or say it? Or just a yes. Ayot. Okay, so he, he said that um, his his kid like looks up to you because he's like, oh, I'm on the same I'm on the same team as, oh. as that guy. So they they said it's a good company. So I just he just kind of wanted you who to. Was that? Uh, this was uh, the guy who won our oh uh, Matt won our trivia question tonight. Yep. Okay, Matt, so cool. he just kind of wanted you to talk talk about that your relationship with that, and you know he just lets you know that they they support it. Yeah, AOT's been a really awesome company. They kind of approached me at first, I think back in 2019. They're actually out of my city, San Antonio. So to me, that was already a cool deal. Them being very local, I like to run local. I'll support who I can and run their stuff. Um, But yeah, they, they brought me on. I've been with them for about a year and a half now. They're super nice. Uh, Kip, he's it's a veteran-owned company. They try to do as much as they can for all their customers. They try to, you know, if some little weird hat with little weird thing happens with their order, they try to make it right. Um, they care about all the customers, and they always want to come. Up, Kip wants to always come out with new designs and keep everything fresh. So he just wants to keep things interesting. You know, he's doesn't have the regular. Um, you know, like the other gear companies, how they release like once or twice a year. Yeah, he likes to just keep on constantly letting new designs out and always have something available. He'll even change up new kits and make them limited edition, just with different colors. So it's to me, it's it's something cool. It's different. It's not like all the other companies. He's not trying to be like the other companies. He's trying to be Aot Aot Army. So it's. Um, That's it's exciting. been a really cool pro it's been a really cool, uh, I guess journey yeah, you could say, cause I'm, I'm getting to travel and show off the gear and it's been awesome too, because I've been meeting so many other AOT team riders at the nationals. They'll walk up to my pit and I get to talk to them, meet them. Uh, it's a really cool experience meeting all these other riders around the around the states. I like it. That's what it's all about. Yeah, so, I'm kind of surprised that we have this a Texas-based gear company that we yeah, have, I don't know about that it. we haven't heard about. It's kind of wild. Yeah. Um, they uh, they launched right before COVID, so okay. COVID hit and it just it stopped everything. Right. You know, how it did everything else. So that's why it's it's just now starting to make a lot of progress. I'm starting to see it everywhere a lot more than i did a year ago so it's it's really cool to see the growth of the company who else you got helping you out let's get a list of your sponsors before we let you go well uh as you know skippy he's helping (laughs) me out here and there um fox chase farms easy designs factory connection uh dirt labs coaching kyle's crew training um steezy moto race chapman there's a bunch of locals that have just come together and there's so many names that i can't say them all off the top of my head but it's just if they're listening or 
that like just thank you so much. It, it's yeah. it's literally the local community that is helping me get to all these races and that's why I love representing local. They everyone has come together to get me where I am and it's all very much appreciated. That's awesome. Well, Dylan, man, thanks for uh, coming on tonight. It's cool getting a chance to talk to you and I'm glad Skippy got us in touch and uh, I'm sure yeah. I'll, I'll find you this weekend. I'll come by and say hi. Awesome, man. I look forward to it. And I appreciate the opportunity of being on here and just getting the talk and kind of get myself out there. Absolutely, Dylan. Good luck this weekend. I'll see you. I'll see you Friday. Thank you. All right, uh, buddy. Yeah, Take I'll care. see y'all. All right. See you too. Bye. Bye. That's Dylan Kirchner. Yeah, that was cool, man. Cool yeah, meeting new people. And- yeah, no, I, I shout out to the guys that that go out there and, you know, like a goal for them is just to make it like that. Yeah, just so, doing it because they love it. And you, you know what else I realized? Nope, don't. You asked how old he was. Well, yeah, because he said. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But there was a different. It wasn't like just every guy, right? Well, okay. He just, said he <laughs> he he's been riding for just a few years since he was eighteen or whatever. I was like, well, how old are you then? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm just he brought you, it up. So you you asked how old he was. Well, I didn't say it was never a relevant question. Oh, okay. you I'm asked just, every I'm single just, person, and I, I don't even care if you ask riders how old they are. I care that you ask me how old riders are. <laughs> It was literally that one weekend I did that. Yeah, and and you would still do it probably if I hadn't made so much fun of you. I don't even know if you're done. You may still ask. <laughs> I just had to get you asked. I just had to say you you you've you've asked the question now. So okay, <laughs> what do we got left? We got anything else to talk about? Uh, okay, doesn't yeah. sound like it. It's your show, man. I'm just co- co- I'm it's co-host. Our show. It's our co-host. Show. It's our show. All right. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank our sponsors, Cherubies USA, Race Tech, Fly Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Works Connection, Torque One Racing, R-Jerky, Berm Lords, Graphics and Jersey ID, Shock Socks, Williams Motor Works, Extreme Colors, Blood Lubricants, Grill Your Ass Off, Power Band Racing, True Fusion Sports. Again, sponsors are very important to us, right? We need those. You guys understand that. I know some of you have reached out to grill your ass off. A few you've done use some of these codes. The more you use these codes, the better it is for us. If you guys need something for your motorcycles, you want something cool, and it and you think you can get it from one of our sponsors, even if you need to contact us, let's figure this out. Let our sponsors know you're you're supporting us. It's a huge. And then of course our Patreon, p a t r e o n dot com. If you guys want to go on there and support the show, you can for small dollar amounts, five bucks a month, whatever. It goes a long way. So that stuff is big to us. We appreciate all the people on YouTube, all our listeners in post. We're going to keep this thing going, man. Yeah, we've, had, we've had some new loyal YouTube guys. I appreciate yeah, you. Really it, cool. makes, it makes the show more fun and yep. interactive. And and, and I enjoy good. the ones that are from Pulp. I enjoy interacting with you guys on Monday nights when I can. Yeah. Every once in a while, I'll look over. Like What I usually do is I have Pulp on my TV, and then I have my laptop sitting next to me where it's muted, but I have it where I can see the chat. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. With and I'll kind of look over every so often, but I'm I'm literally like I everything's old school. I got my notepad and my mm-hmm. pen, and I'm writing. And I'll glance over, and every once in a while, I'll be like, "Where dark side go?" And I'll, oh, I'll try to respond, <laughs> but I miss stuff, and and I I try to interact because it's fun, and try to answer questions if I can, if I know something, and maybe listen to some shit talking on Steve or whatever. So yeah, I enjoy hanging out with those guys. They they have a lot of cool banter. So, um, appreciate you guys coming over to our mm-hmm. show and checking it out. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Well, Matt, don't forget. I, it looks like I have an email. I don't know if it's from him. I haven't opened it yet. Let's see here real quick. If Matt. Yep. There's Matt Odell. Got it. So yep. Matt, I will get this out. I cannot promise you it'll be this week. Um, pretty busy the next couple of days and I'm headed up to Millville. 
but I will get it to you. I well, you've got till 2024. To yeah, 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 yeah. So, by, if you don't have it by 2024, sorry, Matt. Sorry. It's probably not any good anymore. Yeah, someone at the post office had a quick lunch. <laughs> yeah, but I even actually remember I saved the bubble wrap that came that it, like it was sort of pre-formed. What? Like the the bubble wrap that this came oh. in was like preformed, so I saved that because I knew I was going to give this stuff away. Oh, I got you. So anyway, oh uh, yeah, I think that's it. You got anything else? No, man. Just yep. don't want to ask how old Matt is. How old are you, Matt? You know? <laughs> well, no, I'm sorry. You have to ask me if I know how old <laughs> yeah, Matt is. Yeah, that's that. All right, we're out, guys. Uh, we will have a show next week. I believe Bradshaw's coming on. I believe Aaron Plessinger's coming on. Both those guys said they should be good next week. I reached out to Eli Tomac with zero response. I will ask him this weekend. I'm going to say it's pretty unlikely, but we'll try. Uh, we'll, but we'll have another show next week. The following week is when I'm in California learning to work for Vital. There will be no show that week, but we'll talk to you guys next week.